recording. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Gio, and I'm very pleased to have uh, Aiden St. Ange. I'm feel good to be here. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast 263. So before we get to our case study, we'd like to give you guys a little background information about the whole topic to make it easier to understand. So first, Aiden, could you give us some background information about Socrates' life and work? Sure. Socrates is a Greek philosopher. His whole belief was having people think for themselves instead of having someone think for you. So in a world we're in now, you know, we have social media and things like that. So that kind of protrudes with our brain. So somebody can post something and then now you fall into their thinking instead of your own. So that's what he was known for. Think for yourself and don't let anybody think for you. Uh, he also has one of these great paradoxes that maybe you've seen, maybe you haven't. It's whether people are either weak-willed or if they did evil or unethical things when they thought that it benefited them, when the benefit when it benefited them, or if it outweighed the failure or the problems that it may cause. So that's a big thing that he was on. So. Maybe you can think about that when you go home, think about it. Socrates was also the mentor to another Greek philosopher named Plato. You might know him. I would hope you know him. He's, his philosophies are great. I think he's a great person or a great person to read about. Socrates later died by hemlock poisoning. Hemlock, it's a flower. Uh, I, I don't know where it's found, but it's a flower. And basically, if you consume the flower, it poisons your body. I don't know if it still has that bad of a side effect. Now, maybe, you know, immune system. I don't know. Something. We have some kind of counter, we have some kind of antidote for it, but yeah, yeah I don't that's pretty tragic. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's a great philosopher, not gonna lie. Yeah, I think his death was actually not a good thing, but it's a good thing for what he portrayed so he got yeah. for himself he took the consequences you know he didn't back out of what he thought about I yeah. also remember that the Greek I'm going to say the Greek state hopefully I'm not wrong that they told him okay uh, believe in the Greek gods or and then we're not going to kill you or you're not going to get sentenced to death and then he basically stood on believing what he said yeah, he, he stood like, for what he believed. He yeah. stood for what he believed in, which again is everything he preached. So it's it's it was a beautiful way to die, if anything. But yeah. well, that's Socrates. So let's talk about excuse my pronunciation here, Rembrandt's life and work a little bit too, because he's very important to our study case. Uh, so on a side note. Because we only have two people and not three, uh, I I will be doing some of the reading as well. So, Rembrandt's life and work. 
Rembrandt was a keen observer of human expression and activity and focused that gaze on himself as intensity as upon those around him, producing a unique and vast collection of self-portraits that not only display his artistic virtuosity, but also his profound understanding of and sympathy for the human condition. His deeply personal and revealing self-portraits, particularly those of his older years in which he does not hide from pain and vulnerability, resonates strongly with the viewer. Yeah, so basically he is known for his very realistic self-portraits that portray exactly how a person is physically, their face. And he's very good with human emotions and with and knowing exactly how a person is and what they're feeling. And he can he can show that on on a canvas, on a piece of you can do art out of it. Do you have anything to add, Aiden? Or uh, no, I don't really know much about him. So it's good listening to you. Great. Now, again, sorry for my pronunciation. Let's talk a little bit about Alfred Stieglitz. What do you got for us, Aiden? All right, let me take over real quick. All right, Alfred Steiglitz, hopefully I said that right. He was an American photographer from New Jersey. He made this, he was a co-editor of the American Amateur Photographer or something along that line. Later in his life, he would open up a gallery called Little Galleries of the Photo Section, Session, something like that. He was Secession, I don't remember. I remember it is very hard to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, This gallery was the start of something huge. From here, pictures from prominent, pictures and art from prominent European and American artists were placed here. Uh, Alfred also led the pictorialist movement, which advocated the artist artistic legitimacy of photography in the United States. So I think him in general, I think he stood on a good pathway for American art, American photography in general, because that's yeah, what yeah. he did. I think he made a good place for digitalized cameras and he helped set a path for everything. Yeah, I and it's very interesting that this, that this topic came up because as we know, cryptocurrency is basically fighting for the same thing Alfred was fighting for, which is legitimizing something digital. So he fought to be able to prove that your photography belonged to you and you get your rights to it, just like any other piece of art, because before people didn't consider photography art. So the fact that he legitimized this was a game changer for photographers and artists in that area. That's true. All right, now that we talked about the more important stuff, let's talk about more more basic things. So tell us, what is a portrait? Uh, A portrait. All right, a portrait is either a painting, drawing, or photograph or engraving of a person, especially one depicting only the face or head and shoulders. One famous portrait 
is the Mona Lisa. Oh, yeah. portrait. Everyone knows about it, that's for sure. Yeah, everybody knows. Well, hopefully everybody knows about it, unless oh, you're yeah. living under a rock. But yeah, I mean, that's it's pretty obvious. Rock. Portrait, all right, pretty obvious, but we got to talk about it. What is a self-portrait? A self-portrait is a representation of an artist that is either drawn, painted, or photographed, or sculpted by the artist. Yeah, and Rembrandt is known for that, by the way. He, he made over a hundred self-portraits, but some people thought at the time it was because he, he really liked it, but now people argue that maybe it's, he did it out of demand. At the time, people really liked that type of painting and that's why it was so successful. All right, and finally, do you have something else to add? Uh uh, a few let's go back to the portrait ones just in case everybody else gets it but okay. another good way to tell a portrait is american presidents every all, every president has a portrait about themselves like you know 51 presidents there's everybody has true. a portrait 52 presidents everybody has a portrait true all right so if you're so, gonna yeah. can there you go that's a good example so if now you know for sure you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> all right now that we got all the nitty-gritty stuff out of the way let's talk about the case study so the case study is as follows: which would you which would we rather have a portrait of socrates by Rembrandt or a photograph of socrates while on the other uh Sorry, continuing. What would the Rembrandt portrait be likely to reveal? What would the photograph be likely to reveal? Suppose the photograph was by Alfred Stieglitz. Would this make us more or less likely to want it than Rembrandt, Rembrandt's portrait? Is our wanting to have known Socrates a relevant criterion for choosing between photograph and the portrait? All right, there's a lot to unpack here. So let's, let's start with the first one. <clears throat> Which would we rather have? A portrait of Socrates by Rembrandt or a photograph of Socrates? You want to take that, Aiden, you want to take this one over? Uh, if you're asking me personally, I would personally pick a portrait of Socrates because... I feel like portraits are more personal. They they tell an actual story. Like everything is color, and you know the artist put his heart and heart and soul into it. Yeah. On the other hand, if we were to get a a photograph or have somebody take a picture of it, nine out of ten times it would be in black and white because of the time it was in. So I feel like a portrait would look nicer. It though money value would be higher yeah uh, and well, it just it'll be nice to see in a in a museum gallery anywhere yeah i agree and just to add a little bit to your point self as understood by socrates is a self that is ready to rule over the self you know very complicated but bear with me it comes with the perfection of characters such as justice 
love and intelligence. According to Socrates, we cannot know ourselves well enough without virtue. He also describes what we should learn or our life could be empty of knowledge. His ideas clarify if one has within oneself wisdom, then one does not have anything to envy from others. According correctly to Socrates, self-knowledge leads to good decisions in the acts of ruling others and ourselves at the time. While on the other hand, Rembrandt depicts very realistic self-portraits. Therefore, he is portraying the self, the physical self for who you really are. Whereas Socrates would be, even though he would be taking, it would be a picture, it wouldn't really encompass what Socrates thinks about the self because for him, that's just the physical aspect to it, but the self is, or the virtues, what's inside of you, what's inside that carcass we call ourselves, he would say. With that being said, I would definitely choose a, a portrait of Socrates by Rembrandt, just like you, Aiden. So we agree. Great minds think alike. For sure, 100%. Secondly, what would the Rembrandt portrait be likely to review? So he made, he made a portrait of himself what what is that likely to reveal uh i think on the other hand the rembrandt picture would reveal realism and maybe show how physical the picture is maybe. yeah he would it would show just his perspective on what he thinks that you look like not what you look like because the real you I mean, the way you see me is different than the way the next person see me, the way, you know, my teachers see me, the way my parents see me. So what is the real me? It, it depends. It's, 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 it's a matter of a lens. It's a matter of perspective. That's true. And with that being said, what would the photograph be like to, to review them? Um, Oh man. By who? The photograph by, by Alfred Steiglitz? A, pho a photograph of Socrates. Oh, okay. Photograph of Socrates. I don't know. I think it would, in my opinion, I don't think it would look the best. Because, like I said earlier, it'll be black and white. Yeah. But and exactly. And I mean, even with our iPhone 13 Max super digital 15 megapixel camera nowadays, you know, a, a painting, a real, a realistic painting encompasses way more emotion than just a photograph, you know? Exactly. Like, I think a photograph is more of a now thing, but three, yeah. 400 years ago, I don't think a photograph would be as nice or longer than three, 400 years ago, like a thousand, 2000 years ago, you know, you take a picture of a caveman, let's say, and then like, oh, wow, it's a caveman. Yeah. You actually and draw it, I think it would look better. Exactly. And, and that's just the physical aspect of it. What about, what would Socrates think of a, a photograph of himself? He, he would say, 
that's not a that's not a self portrait. That's not me. I may look like that on the outside, but that's not my myself, my space self. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because his self are his virtues. Can he take pictures of virtues? I don't think so. <laughs> I know for sure you can. Yeah, exactly. All right. So suppose the photograph was by Alfred Stiglitz. You know, that guy we talked about, known for taking really good pictures. How can I forget? Yeah. So would this make us more or less likely to want it than the Rembrandt portrait? I mean, I feel like I'd still, I, I'm still going to take the portrait because I'm, I just like drawings better than actual pictures. Sometimes the pictures look good. Yeah, it's like, it's a nice shot, but the drawing, you, you take more, it's more effort, it's more time. You can actually tell when an artist puts their heart and soul into the drawing. So that, I would, I'll take a drawing nine out of 10 times. What about you? Yeah, you know, I, I would, this is a very hard question, but I think after reading chapter three, I would have to go with the portrait. Because let me just read a, a, from chapter three here, something really quick. It's a question, something for you to think about. Okay, I'll listen. So can this be a picture? This is, may sound random, but let me get to my point. Can this be a picture of Venus' birth since Venus is a mythological entity, entity who never existed and does never was born, right? So my point is, how can you draw an image of something that doesn't exist, right? You yeah. can, yet we still do. We create things. So when it comes to self-portrait, how can you be sure that what is being painted is actually you because the whole point of a self-portrait is to a portrait of yourself so that you can see yourself but if the portrait is being painted by someone it means that it's not actually you it's the you the artist is seeing so with that being said i would prefer the photograph okay so i'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one aiden that's fair unfortunately But, you know, it, it's good to disagree sometimes because then we can talk about it. We can come up with new ideas, you know? Yeah. All right. And finally, last question is, is our wanting to have known Socrates a relevant criterion for choosing between the photograph and the portrait? A hundred percent. That's definitely yes. Uh, I'm not really understanding the question a little bit can you like elaborate just a little yeah so as we talked about before Socrates wasn't an artist right he was a philosopher yeah. so he so this question is saying if you had to pick between the photograph and the the portrait would getting to know Socrates have helped to make your decision I'll answer it and I'll say yes, because I think, like I discussed before, I think the way that, that Socrates would approach a self-portrait would be very different than how artists do it. It would be uh -huh. more like a, like a therapy session where he gets to know you and then based on that, now he can, he can draw 
himself or others. Well, I said self-portrait, but yeah. So I I, I think a hundred percent it is relevant to having getting to know Socrates to make my decision. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah, I would agree. That it like the whole point you just made, it makes a lot of sense. So I, I would agree. Uh, yeah. All right. I mean, that about concludes the whole case study. I mean, it was, I want to thank you for joining us, Aiden and Giovanni. I really appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon and remember to stay curious.